0: Yeah, welcome along to the bench. Uh, I'm Ciaran, and Ryan is inside the main studio. Ryan, uh, very, very busy day of sports action. I I was flat out, Ciaran. I know. (laughs) I feel really bad for you. Sorry. I was just. uh, I was. I came in. I was like, Ryan, look, I'm off there. I have to go back up to Limerick uh, to a match. Got the keys for the jeep, and that was it. You and came
1: <laughs> in, you made a sneaky cup of tea, and you're out the gap straight away. <laughs> you're dead right
0: as well. <laughs> um, and I just got, just about got back in. Um, I thought so. There's two ways you can go to kill Finn In you can go by. You know, Mitchell Sound, Kildare, or you can go the way I went, Mallow, Ballyhay. Okay. Uh, Cross-country, I went that way. You stopped home it's on the way, longer. did you? I had to, because <laughs> I, I made the big, big mistake of wearing kind of, they're kind of like suede shoes. Um, they're comfortable, like, they're, yeah. they're, 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 you know, they're memory foam in them. They're yeah. really comfortable. Well, you are probably
1: not weather appropriate for today. Or, definitely
0: not uh, weather no. appropriate. For anyone <laughs> who went up to Kilfinnan today, the, the, I just showed Ryan a picture of the pitch. It was green at the start of it, naturally enough, um, but it was brown at the end of it. Um, we had to walk through all that, so the shoes got pretty destroyed. But because I'm a seasoned sports journalist, I don't know. Another pair of runners. Oh, look
1: at you. Look at
0: you. A pair of socks, everything in the boot of yeah. the car. you learn yet, right? Oh, it's not your
1: first rodeo, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> not my no. first rodeo, no. <laughs> um,
0: but a great day for uh, Father O'Neill supporters up in Kilfin. If uh, a bit nail-biting at times as well, that game going to an to, uh, extra time. Another game that's an extra time as well as Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers will keep you abreast of that. There's only about a minute or so left in that one. But uh, yeah, plenty of uh, action today, Ryan. Yeah, loads going on, Kieran. So we'll start off with
1: Gaelic Games and the match you were at. Father O'Neill's in action in the Munster Intermediate Club Championship. It was the quarter-final in Kinfillan this afternoon. Corkside went up against Blackrock of Limerick, of course. After extra time, it ended with a win for Father O'Neill's. At two goals, 19 points. The Blackrock's one goal, 20. I'm sure we'll hear it all from you in a little while there. Uh, elsewhere, Junior A hurling championship final took place this afternoon as well. Russell Rovers went head to head with Carrick Navarre and Park Wren. Comfortable win for Russell Rovers in the end. Full-time score Rovers one goal 17. Carrick Navarre 9 points. Uh, also today we had the Junior A Football Championship semi-final with St. James. They've beaten St. Michael's in Ovens this afternoon. 1 goal and 12 points to St. Michael's 9 points. In the Premier Under 21 Hurling Championship full-time between Blarney and Duhallow. That took place in Glantan this afternoon. Blarney and he came out on top 117 to do Hallows 17 points in the in Porky Cueve today the Porky quive 4G pitch it was Middleton who took on Ballin for their quarterfinal clash it finished with a comfortable victory for Middleton two goals 25 to Ballin one goal and 10 points in football just like you mentioned there the 2019 FAI Cup final at the Viva Stadium it's gone to extra time it finished off one all it was quite a, a dramatic finish there to that game actually uh, one all between Shamrock Rovers and uh, and dock, of course it's currently 110 minutes gone and it's still 1-1 nothing to break the stalemate yet so it could be going to penalties um, yet in the Aviva Stadium earlier on the curtain raiser was the women's FAI cup decider where Wexford Utes beat Mount United in a thrilling five goal uh, match there uh, two goals from Lauren Kelly one from the captain Kylie Murphy saw Wexford Utes win three goals to two now in the Premier League Leicester City won the first Premier League game of the afternoon and the Foxes beat Crystal Palace 2-0 at Selhurst Park and i shall bid me was there
2: Crystal Palace 0, Leicester City 2, second half goals from Kaisha Soyuncu and Jamie Vardy gave Leicester a deserved victory against a dogged but limited Crystal Palace. Soyuncu headed in a corner, his first goal for the club on 57, then Vardy slotted home on 88 after combining well with Yuri Tielemans and Dimari Gray. Palace raised their game after the opening goal, but they were restricted to the occasional
1: pot shot from distance. Palace 0, Leicester 2. Yeah, so Leicester City continuing their good run of form there. Now the other game this evening at Goodison Park. Everton currently hosting Tottenham Hotspur. Ian Brown is there.
3: It's Everton 0, Tottenham 1. Spurs taking the lead midway through the second half. Iwobi gave the ball away. Son was onto it for Tottenham. A lovely through ball to Deli Alli, who took the ball onto his right foot and fired low past the goalkeeper from just inside the penalty area. Everton 0, Tottenham 1.
1: And in Scotland today, Rangers beat Hearts 3-0 at Hampden Park at the second of this year's Scottish League Cup. They'll meet Celtic in the final after their 5-2 win over Hibbs last night. The Republic of Ireland Glenn Whedon left the pitch with a suspected hamstring issue. He may be a doubt for the Euro 2020 qualifier against Denmark. So bad news there for for Mick McCarthy and the boys there in green. Uh, in golf, Roy McElroy has won the final World Golf Championship event of the season. He secured the WGC HSBC Champions event in Shanghai with a play- playoff win over defending champion Jander Schofelet. It's an 18th PGA Tour win for the world number two. He took the tournament with a birdie on the first playoff hole. Uh, In hockey, the Irish women's hockey team, they played out a scoreless first leg in their Olympic qualifier playoff with Canada women. That was at Energia Park yesterday evening. It means all hopes of securing qualification for Tokyo 2020 next year rests on tonight's second leg. It's in Donnybrook again and uh, throwing is at ten past seven. In athletics, a Mayo native Sinead Diver came 5th in the Women's New York City Marathon today. She ran it in a time of 2 hours 26 minutes and 23 seconds which is very impressive. Uh, the 42 year olds already qualified for next year's Tokyo Olympic Games but she'll represent Australia and not Ireland so hard luck for us there. And finally just in boxing of course we couldn't, uh, we couldn't leave this out. Katie Taylor became a two weight world champion after beating Christina Leonardatu on points to take the WBO super lightweight title. Taylor was making her debut at 140 pounds and she got a unanimous decision victory at the Manchester Arena yesterday evening it marks only the third time an Irish fighter has won world titles in two divisions she joins an elite group alongside Steve Collins and Carl Frampton
0: yeah, busy day of uh, sports action there. So, uh, Ryan, thanks very much for that. we keep you the rest of the uh, Tottenham and Everton game as well. We just heard uh, an update from that one. It's uh, currently 1-0 to Spurs, 78 minutes gone in that one. And also the FAI Cup final. Um, probably not many Cork City supporters want to hear. That's don't have a huge amount of interest in that one, I would imagine. But I think it's actually the highest attendance... Um, I I heard a stat just uh, before I got back into the office that the current manager, Stephen Bradley, of Shamrock Rovers it's the highest attendance at an FAI Cup final since he played for Shamrock Rovers in the final Um, No, that was the last time that uh, it has hit uh, uh, high So, um, interesting uh, set for the record books there but uh, yeah, it looks like this could be going to penalties the FAI Cup final has form of that with Cork City and Dundalk and that will go into penalties as well um, so uh, it will be interesting to see how that goes and I think uh, Shamrock Grover's possibly have five Republic of Ireland cap players on their team as well there mm. uh, well uh, former capped or whatever but um, yeah it looks like a good interesting game and a very exciting finish to that one as well another game that had a very exciting finish today was uh, Father O'Neills and Blackrock Father O'Neills probably very slow to start the game uh, with Blackrock coming out uh, very very strong but of course the game was on in their home ground in Kilfinan an amalgamation of two villages Kilfinan and Ard Patrick there in Limerick and they won that game they beat Blackrock 219 to 120 that's a 2 point win for the East Cork side who take on Broadford of Clare ...next week in the Munster semi-final. Now there's word that that game is going to be played in Castletown Roach... ...which wouldn't be a home game uh, really at all for for Father O'Neills. ...it's uh, quite a distance. That's not confirmed as far as I know... But uh, there was talk today that it could be going to Castletown Road. But uh, as mentioned, nothing confirmed as of yet. Before we uh, go looking back on that match, I caught up with manager Dave Colbert. Trills, yeah,
4: Trills is uh, great to come out after X time and uh, and win that by two points. We're uh, delighted, boys, dug in there big time and uh, not happy to come out here now to win. Um, uh, tough conditions for hurling. I suppose a lot of players going on with cramp as well. But I suppose that was the game going take extra time. But you have heavy ground there. It takes out the legs every. Step you take. I think um, you know, our fellas, we brought in a few subs there with fresh legs, and even the fellas, we brought fellas back on, and uh, our fitness stood to us. But the fees actually isn't that bad. It's actually good enough conditions considering what's fallen but um, when you travel up to Limerick to a home venue of an opposition like you know you're in for a, a battle and that's what we had today we're just delighted to go with it
0: Do you have uh, a lot words at half time you found the going tough and the, the first half Black Rock came out of the traps the better We
4: did yeah we kind of panicked we, we were just
0: kind of hitting a lot of
4: aimless stuff getting hooked and blocked an awful lot there was a kind of a cauldron up here kind of a big home crowd and I think uh, this is definitely the toughest game we've had all year no question Like, can uh, you'd hope it'll stand to us now going forward
0: um, and I, I suppose coming towards the end again you had that bit of a cushion but Blackrock came back at you again and uh, sealed it right at the end with the penalty. Yeah, like we,
4: we thought we had it done. But in fairness, the Blackrock, there, there are some outfits. Uh, they came back at us like a train, and yeah, you meant to win the penalty to finish it. Yeah, which is, but in fairness, our boys regrouped. There was no panic. Boys regrouped, and uh, and, and we're ready for extra time to start.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's Eve, the Clare champions. Now I know you won't have thought to it, but this match will be massive and bring you on huge. Like,
4: won't I would hope so. Yeah, you'd, and like, getting used to winter conditions too. I think it's important. Like we've been yeah. very this is actually the first time we played in heavy conditions uh, all year I don't think we played actually in the rain all year in Cork in the championship mm. so it's, it's to change our game now to adapt to conditions I think today now all fellas have learned an awful lot about what's possible and what's not in, in, uh, in winter conditions Yeah
5: and I mean you proved your panel as well today didn't you? I thought you the subs, but cliff, you know, yeah, we had
4: a, brand, brand a pile of subs and there are still a few in the line probably who will be upset that they weren't brought on today we have we have a very good squad 1-38 to and uh, we use a lot of them today and, mm. and there's more still to be used there I think They'll push against you, and they see how the impact of eventually I think we've yeah, you, you had so the opportunity,
6: now, to take exactly, yeah.
4: exactly. an
7: injury early on. Can Adrian Kenini, an full yeah. back and off. Yeah. yeah,
4: it's something with his knee. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, but it's some kind of an injury to his knee. So
7: did you put a lot of
8: walk in for this?
4: Yeah, the boys were back training, I'd say the Thursday after the count. he took it's the Tuesday off. So the yeah, 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 And like the McKinney lads. Yes, of course. The McKinney lads had an extra week with the McKinney boss. right? them lads like are, are absolute warriors at the moment, mm. what they're putting in, like I mean this is it's some amount of weeks on the trash for like of so German Miller, like Marco Keefe, Declan Dalton, like there. They're putting in huge effort into this thing for us. Um
2: yeah. So, yeah, I mean this this was
9: really on your radar and to get into a much oh, semi final
4: big time yeah like we, we value the competition like we've yeah. we've been here before a junior and uh, we know the importance of this competition and you're representing your counties and partly put a shift in for it and uh, I think today the boys are there. Great, great and,
0: and look Dave one last thing I I know it's already been mentioned you're playing for next you want to talk too much about it. it's on uh, provision I think Castletown Roach is that I heard factor? something about
4: that yeah I'm not I'm not entirely sure.
0: I yeah mean, yeah trying to get close to all the few any Why is there no Vinny saying to be honest. So we'll, we'll yeah, uh, just uh, on that the game is actually confirmed for Castle Town Roach on Sunday next Sunday at one thirty. So they'll be taking on Broadford of Clare Castle Town Roach there. I also caught up with uh, Declan Dalton from the Fodroneels Camp. Declan obviously very proud of the team after that win. Hi uh it's um
8: it's very, very, very tough in these conditions. Like, Harry, who was dry today, but the last few days he's been lashing around. You can see it in the pitch, like, it's very, 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 very boggy. And, uh, you know, we struggled. So we struggled very heavy legs. Everyone started cramping there an extra time. And, uh, we, we were kind of lucky enough to get through. Black Rock have a, a serious outfit, and they were unlucky to
0: get over the line. You mentioned the pitch. Not the same for both sides, but it, I don't know did it affect the hurling. It was a great game of hurling for neutral, I suppose. But it must have been heavy on a lot of the legs. There was a lot of players going on with cramp.
8: Oh yeah, it was definitely heavy. Like uh, the lot of rain. You no, know, since uh, Thursday, or Thursday and Friday. So uh, like, you just it just goes down to the work you do throughout the year. And if you put in the work in the dog and muck in January, and December. Then you know that you have the legs for it, and then that you know you can uh, fight through this even for after we play eighty minutes. Like yeah. so, uh, it's a tough, tough, tough to play in these conditions. But you can see that yeah. we're fit enough, we're fast enough, and if uh, if we if we keep playing the way we're playing, hopefully we're going places.
0: He started very slowly. Bla- well, maybe Blackrock just started better. Uh, was there any worry at all? I uh, know. Well, like
8: you know, there's a long game ahead. Like, and uh, if you start slow, like, like they're obviously going to come out of the blocks being at home and mm-hmm. being the home patch and stuff like yeah, and like you're just hoping that their purple patch doesn't last for that long and that you can come through without giving away easy scores and hoping that you're just in touch with them so that you can push on then the last 15 minutes of the first half play.
0: and look lastly uh, Munster semi-final against uh, Broadford of Clare I think it is um, that's next week you'll be back training I suppose but uh hoping to to go on further
8: again yeah hopefully like, um, that was the first time I heard of who we were playing because they were obviously playing today as well like, so uh, like they're obviously they're a good team I've, I've seen them I've seen videos of them I've seen them in person like, so hopefully you know, that if we can come out and play it the way we played today and if we play the way we played today and show the passion that we've seen today that we can actually go places with this team like
0: yeah, Declan Dalton uh, speaking to me after their win today, in which they defeated Blackrock of Limerick, two nineteen to one goal and twenty two point win for the East Cork side. They'll take on Broadford of Clare in Castletown Roach next Sunday at one thirty. There's going to be a lot of Cork clubs out, uh, actually, as well. We're looking at Glen Rovers; they're going to take on Boris Lee of Tipperary after they won the county championship. In Tipperary today, they'll be playing in Thurlis next Sunday at 1.30. And the Senior Football Championship, Nemo Rangers, will be playing Newcastle West in Mallow at the same time of 1.30 next Sunday as well. Um, Other Cork teams in action. Uh, will be, I'm just uh, looking through the list here, it actually won't be for another uh, few weeks uh, at least until uh, either Kilchannock or St. James's are in the county, the Munster Junior Championship, they'll take on the Gale of Kerry on the 16th, that'll be a Cork venue, and the Munster Junior Hurling Championship also on the 16th, at Kerry venue there, they'll take on Kilgarvan uh, Russell Rovers who are crowned champions, Uh, Today, So uh, a bit of breathing space for Russell Rovers in that and of course Kilshanig and St. James's take place uh, in the county junior football championship final next Sunday as well. So a busy day of action next Sunday uh, across the board, across all the different grades. But anyway, yeah, Father O'Neill's overcoming BlackRock today, Ryan. Uh, BlackRock starting off the game better, I suppose. Uh, Maybe that was to be expected. In their home uh, patch as well. It's, you know, th- there's a lot to be said for playing a, you know, a Munster provincial championship game. On your own pitch, in yeah. front of your own home support, and that seemed to work for a while. Father Niels did start to come back into it. John Barry giving an exhibition for Father O'Neill's at wing-back as well, reeling back the ears. Uh, Joe Melrick playing very well. He was taken off at uh, one stage, brought back on an extra time, uh, and played fantastic. I think he got the insurance point, uh, I think, uh, as well, in extra time, but... um Two fantastic goals from Decky Dalton, which uh, were the difference in the end. Uh, Billy Dunn playing well at the start as well. So it uh, looked fantastic for Father O'Neill's. But they kind of left uh, Blackrock maybe back into it towards the end. They did have a few points to spare. Blackrock came back and a penalty with about 30 seconds left. It was a penalty to yeah. Um The Blackrock player was uh, pull, pulled down inside the square. And uh, there, I, I can't remember who actually got the goal. I think it was Gavin O'Loughlin, number 11, uh, who is actually from Glenmire originally. He played with Sars for a number of years, but uh, has been living up in uh, Kilfinnan for quite a number of years, I believe. So uh, playing at Blackrock now, I think he got the goal. Um, and then that made the game go to extra time. Ford O'Neill's probably played their best patch in the first half of extra time. They got that... Uh, you know the 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 points difference. I suppose they broke away a small bit from Blackrock, but then Blackrock came back in the second half of extra time to uh, get close enough, but just not enough uh, to overcome Father O'Neill's a real dogged game and lots of players going down with cramp. Very heavy pitch, as you heard. Um, Declan talk about there, Declan Dalton. The pitch kind of cut up a, a good bit because of naturally all the rain that's been yeah. falling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was there was a lot of rain uh, this morning and this afternoon heading up there. Uh, it did stop. The sun did come out. There was a bit of drizzle uh, midway through the second half. I think it was uh, towards the end of the game. But um, it, it did stay off for most of of the match. But uh, there was a lot of rain, and the pitch, I suppose, didn't drain as good as uh, some pitches here in Cork. Made the pitch very, very heavy for for legs, and a lot of players went down with uh, a cramp across the the normal game and extra time as well. But uh, yeah, fantastic win for Fodder O'Neill's. They now uh, go, they progress now to the the Munster Championship semi final, which is uh, fantastic for that Father O'Neill's side. Um, So uh, hopefully they can. Go that one bit better, but a very exciting game uh, indeed, Ryan. So, uh, best luck to them next week against Broadford. Uh, another uh, update uh, for just looking at the John Sharmac Rovers game that's gone to penalties, it seems. So, gone all the way. It's gone all the way. We'll uh, we won't do a running commentary on it, but um, yeah, it's uh, well, it's going to be one in the next uh, few minutes or so. I think the referees just speaking to uh, boatkeepers here on uh, not coming off the line, which oh, yeah. you know, they they possibly will end up doing anyway. Um, but yeah, anyway, just uh, speaking to both uh, goalkeepers there in 90th minute of Spurs and Everton there was a a horrific tackle yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, they weren't showing the replays of it there Uh, Andre Gomez is he's either broken his ankle or broken his leg or possibly both it was like it was ridiculous though um, and it 's awful because it was young mins son who 's kind of you know known as like one of the nicest guys in the game, uh, put the tackle in, and he was devastated. he was white as a sheet, he got sent off Atkinson gave him the red card afterwards he had to no choice really, but son was absolutely devastated for him, but you knew straight away when it happened Coleman, who knows all about it, was straight onto the pitch to console Gomez like buddy to be stretched off there like this really really serious injuries definitely out for the rest of the season like
0: you certainly paint a picture there right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah bad enough tackle there uh, anyway Dundalk have just taken their first penalty and uh, pretty nicely tucked it away into the left corner McGrath scoring that sending the goalkeeper uh, the wrong way so Dundalk won up in the penalty spot so far nice, uh, nicely tucked away there um, yeah so elsewhere there was a, a big county win as well for knock and agree last night they were crowned the intermediate football champions in Park after they overcame Gabriel Rangers that finished two ten to one eleven. Uh, after game Andrew Horgan spoke with manager John Finton Daly
9: John, uh, congrats on the win uh, how does it feel? Uh, it's very relief really because um a lot of fellas said that we would be um, easy winners and look, you look—you saw what happened in England this morning you saw what happened in talk in intermediate, Premier Intermediate Football it's happened in St. Michael's I couldn't name any number of them I knew everyone was going to put it up to us I had no doubt about it and, and that was not uh, idle talk mm. I knew they would but you know what? We, we've had no team within 10 points since all year. It was a fair credit to our character, the way that we fought. And our goalkeeper gets criticised sometimes where he saved two penalties and no standing game. And um, there are very few goalies as good as him around. And we put on five 19 year olds tonight. What a night for them. And they have stepped into the shoes of lads that were legends who drove up. Dan Lomani, the right back and everybody waved. The great Kerry footballer he no many so uh, Michael Doyle the fullback Gerard Looney who came on Dennis O'Connor who played in the first half they're all only under 19 I think one of them was only 18 so uh, it's marvellous it's a, it's a marvellous day for us you know
3: did that show how tight
9: it was obviously you only won by two points but you need your keeper to make two penalty saves as well absolutely and you know uh, I suppose it happened to Dublin in the All-Ireland Championship. The day was going to come when they were going to be tested and uh, I suppose it shows our resilience. It's very easy for people to demand that you win every game by 10 points but sport isn't like that and this team here, Gaby Rangers, are a range hardy boy. They beat us in the championship a few years ago. That was some battle and I'd, I'd say it was a good game of football. I'll have to watch it back on video but I think it must have been a good game of football. It was.
10: Like they put it up to you to start because they
9: no, went no. down and
5: then there was goals missed at either end. And That's right and that's then right. your second quarter you really kind of you know really right. well, the, the Anthony
9: O'Connor goal was a touching yes. class that mm. we know he has it like and I, I have to say in favour of my own son Janef, F we kept it quiet all week but he had a very serious virus and uh, he was off work and I'd like to tell his employer he only came out of his bed to play this game this evening he shouldn't have been playing at all and uh, he's a boy that's uh, a really high quality we rate him very highly in yeah. our know, team mm. and if we didn't have him tonight I don't mm. think we'd have won so it was that tight Justin finally um, on here to yourself uh, Howard mean mean personally to see the team behind us lift the trophy? Ah, it's fantastic, it's another victory. Like from my own little trophy cabinet, my own little personal cabinet, I, 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 I'm know very fortunate. I've won intermediate titles in Kerry and Cork. Um, I've been in Crow Park twice, a few times of winning teams. But look, it's not about me, it's about the team. They're a great group of lads with an average age of, uh, I think, 22 and a half. Uh, we have listened with 40 players training. You only see the, tw- the elite players out there, but believe you and me, they're being driven hard from the bench. We brought on a few subs there, they're very young. We brought on young David O'Connor, he's only 20. Years of age, so there, there's a great future there for these boys. We're open to premier where I need to be, and it, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing for the community. It's a very small community, and you know we put out three adult teams in the championship game this year. We had 61 players play championship. Everyone can literally walk is playing uh, because our population is only 600 700 people, so it's fantastic. Chris, John, for, thanks
6: John, thank you very much. Thanks Chris, thanks Chris. Thank
0: you. Yeah, John Fenton Daly speaking to Andrew Horgan and also to. Um, Uh, Trey O'Callaghan there after the Intermediate Football Championship final last night. Uh, Probably the hero of the night as well as a man who played a county senior final last week, lost that but came back and won it a county title this week. That is of course the knock-and-agree goalkeeper Patrick Doyle who also spoke to Andrew
6: so Patrick congrats on the win uh, how does it feel? It, f- it feels great it feels great look we we've we a huge amount of work put into this over the last couple of years we were disappointed with how the Intermediate Championship went in last year we came up against a, a very strong bars team uh, and we got put out and, and rightly put out but look we came back this year our target was to win the championship we knew comedian that we were already promoted to the Premier Intermediate but that didn't matter to us we wanted to go up as champions and, that, and that's the way we did it tonight and what were well, we your thoughts in the game a whole, as a whole it was um, a bit tighter than many people predicted yeah it, that's what, that was the kind of the talk before the game. But as so well, we played Gary Rangers a good few times in the past few years, so we knew what was coming. Um, we won our best performance in the world. We, we, we were snappy at times, even even from the back. when my kickouts weren't great. We're falling coming out the field. But look, it was the heart. It was the, the grit. And, and and we a couple of special forwards up front as well who, who can pull things out the bags for us.
3: And your two penalty saves proved crucial
6: in the end. You can talk us through Yeah, no. Look, just to look to the the first penalty came, and look, you just pick your corner you dive. Did you hope? You hope that that is close enough for you to save it? Um, um, the same with the second one. Like, there's, no, there's no secret recipe. To it. The, the Gary O'Connor there. If you give you out to me that I don't save enough fun. If you give team, that he keeps giving away. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, look, we were. Um, t- look, it just depends. The stage you do. If you pick your side, you go for it. The whole. Did it hit you and then that's kind of it. But, uh, is, this, is this something you're working in training? Oh, definitely. There's huge, huge amount of work put in in do our, our goalkeeper work. We do look. We've uh, myself and Damien Brown and Sullivan and Don Leader was there as well. He he went to Australia around there Put huge work into. In the Goalkeeping uh, before training, and we have Kieran Fitzgerald there from Kentork who's selected to hollow, but he does loads of goalie training with us. And uh, you know, he, he, he deserves claudia here as well tonight because he, he's put in huge, a huge effort with us. Even you know, he's, he's not a knock degree man, but even there, he came back to knock degree during the week and he did a session with us on Wednesday which we're, which we're delighted to have. And we're delighted to have Kieran with us. Well, just finally, overall, what, is, uh, what does it mean to get your hands on the silverware? Oh, it, means, it means everything. Look, we, we in knock degree, all, all we think about as football we talk about football we eat football and uh, our aim at the start of the year was to, to win this Intermediate Championship and, that, and that's what we've done and we're going to look forward to playing in the Premier Intermediate ranks next year and give you a crack off that Perfect mate. Thank
0: you very much gentlemen. The yeah there you Patrick the Doyle speaking after the match last night the knocknagree team uh, who won the Intermediate Football Championship final Shamrock Rovers have won the FAI Cup final O'Neill for Shamrock Rovers uh, scoring the winning penalty um, so uh, for 5 4, I think the uh, final score in penalties was Dundalk hitting the crossbar in one of those, and uh, their uh, Shamrock Rovers goalkeeper almost saving another Dundalk penalty, but just uh, saved it, but it just. Slipped in under his arms and went in under, uh, into the back of the net. But, however, uh, Shamrock Rovers are the FAI Cup champions. They've, uh, defeated Dundalk here on penalties in front of me. Uh, very exciting game. I know you're probably not watching it inside there, Ryan, but, um, very exciting game. You, uh, you were following the end of it as well, where yeah. it went, you know, Shamrock Rovers got a penalty and then in injury time, Dundalk came back. Uh, yeah, yeah, Duffy got
1: one, I think, in the 93rd then. So, real dramatic scenes, you know. Um, i actually you know I like after you saying just about the attendance of that I would say it was probably a pretty good day to go because if you'd gotten in for the the women's final as Mm -hmm. well there was five goals in that that by all accounts I couldn't get a uh, I couldn't get that up earlier. I was too busy mm-hmm, yeah. to watch it earlier live. But um, but by all accounts on Twitter, everyone was raving about it, how good this was. And then you've got that where like yeah, it, it was stalemate for a lot of it, but really dramatic ending. And it ends up going all the way to a penalty shootout. So I mean, like you know, you really got a lot of good football today if you went to Viva.
0: Yeah, definitely would have been uh, worth the few euro. You would have had to. Uh Hey there anyway um yeah so that's it. Uh Shamrock Rovers the FAI Cup champions not agree the county intermediate football champions they go into they don't go into Munster the intermediate champions uh, or the intermediate competition is reserved for the premier intermediate football champions and that will see uh Airog, who defeated St Michael's last week play the winner of uh, number one quarter final, which is Temple No of Kerry and St Saviours of Waterford that takes place down in Temple No next uh, Saturday so uh, Erog will just have to wait uh, another two weeks before they're in Munster Championship but uh, plenty going on there. Uh, it's finished. Uh, Tottenham. No, one. it's
1: it's not finished yet. Ciaran, okay. there's
0: there's twelve minutes added
1: on. Wow. And I'll tell you why. And it, it's partly because of the injury, but it's also because of a VAR situation earlier on. Mm-hmm. Uh, cross into the box appeared to uh, kind of come off Deli Alley's hand, and VAR took I I think it was over four minutes uh, to review it and to eventually decide that it wasn't a penalty. So between that oh. and the obvious. Uh, injury that I was talking about earlier to Andre Gomez. Uh there's twelve minutes added on. It's currently nine out of the twelve minutes played. And uh, St. Tucson has equalised for Everton in that ninety it, it was only just oh, the wow. last couple of minutes. So it's currently one all here and uh, ninety nine minutes played, still another three left to play. And it's uh yeah it's a pretty dramatic finish here. Obviously Spurs down to ten men. Um so yeah it's very uh it's very dramatic. And you know what? <laughs> I I watched this live mm. and up until uh, Spurs score Dele Alley got the goal it was probably the most boring game I've seen this season it was dreadful the, nice. the first half was abysmal and since that there's been VAR, and there's been obviously a horrific injury, which isn't entertainment value, but it is something that happened. Mm-hmm. And then there's also been a kind of a late equaliser in 12 minutes added on. So it's actually turned into a bit of a, uh, turned into a bit of a, quite a spectacle here, to be honest, at Goodison Park.
0: VAR seems to just follow Spurs around. It does, So yeah. bad, so <laughs> yeah. much.
1: Yeah, now they got away with murder here, really, with this, because, okay. <laughs> but like, as far as I could see, it, it really does come off his hand. And it does... It, it like I think clear and obvious is like the way that they're kind of uh, phrasing it here, but like it does change the direction of the ball. It, it was falling for uh, for Richarlison mm-hmm. uh, to have a strike on goal, and it does change it. And it it did kind of roll down his arm a little bit. I've seen VAR penalties been given for less obvious handballs than that. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like when you see yesterday and the, the, the offside with Liverpool. Oh yeah, his arm, like, his armpit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> for me, you know. Like what, you know, I don't know. It's it's it has kinks. It, it needs to be sorted out. It's just
0: as well Roar's not here today because Roar <laughs> like Roar went off on one on Var last yeah. week. Well, you know, doesn't I'm, like I'm Var. not
1: going to go off on
0: one on Var, <laughs> but what I will say
1: is that Var really screwed screwed us uh, us being Arsenal because uh, of course it did <laughs> uh, last, yeah. uh, last week when we were playing Crystal Palace completely done us out of a winner uh, for no good reason at all and that's all I'm going to say I'm not going to go into a big rant now but that is all I'm going to say yeah.
0: <laughs> still talking about last season no last week last uh, week last, uh, last week Last, last week, week. you're, you're, all, all you're always, always living in the past always on about last week <laughs> you've completely ignored the fact of your match yesterday Um <laughs> oh, stop. That's all uh, going down for you. Ian Brown is at uh, Everton and Spurs.
3: Tottenham won. Everton have equalised against the 10 men of Tottenham. Seven minutes into 12 minutes of added time. It was a wonderful cross on the volley by Luca Dinia. And there was the substitute, St. Tosen to score with a powerful header from close range. We're still playing. Everton won. Tottenham one.
0: Yeah, poor Ian running out of breath in uh, that game. Plenty still to come here on the Big Red Bench between now and 7 o'clock. We're going to hear from Efi Fitzgerald, who was ratified as the Cork Senior Ladies Boss for uh, two years. We'll also hear from Joe Gamble, who was confirmed as Neil Fane's assistant manager and Patrick Corgan after he claimed an all-star at the weekend as well. That's all between now and 7 o'clock. The Big
1: Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red
0: FM Yeah, welcome back uh, to the show here on Cork's Red FM I'm Ciaran and Ryan Grace in the other studio Ryan keeping a nice box of chocolates uh, hidden up in the canteen (laughs) but sorry Ryan, I found them Well, if you'd been in work work for more than five minutes this morning you probably (laughs) (laughs) would have seen them Listen, I haven't eaten all that I've been on the road, you know (laughs) journeyman updates and all that Uh, Before we go any further Uh, Jamie Moore was at the FAI Cup final between Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk.
7: Shamrock Rovers have ended a 32 year wait for the FAI Cup. They've beaten Dundalk 4 2 on penalties here after a 1 1 draw in front of over 33,000 fans at the Aviva Stadium. Aaron McIneff thought he'd won it with a penalty in the 90 minute of normal time, but Michael Duffy's dramatic 90 minute equaliser took things all the way to extra time and penalties. All four spot kicks for the hoops were scored Jack Byrne, Joey O'Brien, Greg Bulger, and the winner by Gary O'Neill. Jamie McGrath and Jordan Flores both scored for Dundalk, but Michael Duffy and Daniel Cleary both missed, meaning that Shamrock Rovers have won their first FAI Cup since 1987. They're 25th in total. Dundalk's chance to win a treble and the first treble since 1989 is over. An amazing scene for the Rovers players who still celebrate down in front of us. It's finished. Shamrock Rovers four, Dundalk Q and penalties after a 1-1 draw.
0: Yeah, There you have uh, the full-time report from uh, Jamie Moore at the Aviva Stadium between Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk, with Rovers being crowned the FAI Cup champions. Now, you Fitzgerald was ratified as the Cork ladies football boss for a two-year term during the week. Nemo Rangers clubman had said that uh, he would be stepping down following the defeat to Dublin. In the All Ireland semi final, but he de- he's decided to remain on board. I think uh, a number of the players wanted him to uh, remain on or to come back into the setup, and he sure has. Uh, Ryan, uh, you caught up with him. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll hear from that now, so.
5: Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to it, um, really. Uh, we've changed him back from staff, so have freshened it up a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, circumstances changed for me um, at home. So I was able to, you know, I suppose reconsider my position in that. So all in all, no, it, the thing is done and dusted and we're out of the way. Then we're, we're looking forward to hopefully what will be a successful year for us going forward.
1: Great stuff. Yeah, because I believe you, you were going to step down. Is that right? But then you put yeah, well uh,
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For, there was a variety of reasons, really, but you know, as I say, circumstances changed for me, and, um, and I, I've been able to free up a little bit more time for myself. So, um, and as I say, I think you know, football, you know, has been part of my life for a long, long time. So, um, so I'm back now, and I'm, as I say, I'm looking forward to the, to the challenge for the for the next couple of years. Great stuff, so, and you've made a few changes in the backroom staff, is it? Yeah, well we have a couple of lads a step down and that's so we're um so we've we've as I say it's probably we freshen things up a little bit ourselves so we're you know, Paddy O'Shea is coming in as coach. He was doing goalkeeping coaching so he'll be he'll be more involved in the in the overall coaching side of things. Um uh, another lad, Connor Quinlan will be coming in and giving us a hand. Um so all in all we're uh, James Mathis has, has stepped down, and Kevin Tatton has has moved on. So um, Michelle Delay, we've done our strength and conditioning. So it's a few changes. Some of the some of the lads who have been involved with me, some of the girls who've been involved, with me, we will will remain. But. Um from the coaching point of view, um we we certainly have a couple of changes.
1: Great, and so, and from your own personal point of view, Evie, you're happy with your decision, you're you're ready to get going again? Oh I absolutely
5: look forward to it, which, um, it really buzzing on and, and you know, we've had a rest now. I think we're, we're meeting the girls on Saturday, actually we're doing a bit of testing with, with the girls, so um well with most of the girls, obviously more Abbey are still involved in the club championship so um they'll be focusing on that predominantly for the next while hopefully for another month anyway until the final is over. So after that then once Christmas comes and we we move into January we'll we'll really get focused on, on um I suppose for the younger girls we have some new younger girls coming in from from leisures minors as well so they'll be going on a straight to conditioning programme soon um once the testing is done and as the power systems go from there then.
1: Great stuff. Thanks, a bit for that Efi. cheers. You're very
5: welcome.
0: Nice. One. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Bye bye. Yeah, um Fitzgerald there seeking to around uh lovely man. Yeah, to, yeah, to really to, nice, so. yeah, yeah. And seems kind of
1: happy with his decision and that to stay on obviously like he'd I, I believe we were kind of talking a little bit kind of before i started recording and he just said it was literally just a case of uh of like what he said just a bit more time freed up from. just like he thought he'd have a bit more maybe a kind of family commitments or something that he'd have to pull away from the job but he's happy with his decision to stay on so
0: um yeah so best of luck to him yeah he mentioned that more Abbey players still in action there. another game for Sunday next week mm. um, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic day of sport in action uh, so many games on well Mornaby are also playing on Sunday the 10th of November against Dunamoine of Monaghan that is on in Mornaby at 1 o'clock I think uh, Mornaby travelled to Dunamoyne last year for last year's All-Ireland semi-final so uh, it'll be one of those 2 we'll go in to the All-Ireland final the uh, other semi-final is Kilcairn Clonburn of Galway taking on Fox Rock Cabin Tealy who Moorn Abbey defeated in the All-Ireland final last year that is also on Sunday next week at uh, 2 o'clock so uh, Moorn Abbey taking on Dunamoine at 1 o'clock next Sunday in Moorn Abbey they're doing a bit of work at the clubhouse there as well in the community centre so uh, they should have a lovely new car park uh, if uh, their Twitter is anything to go by. But anyway, yeah, Efi Fitzgerald, he mentions on his backroom team. He's ratified for a two-year term along with Michael Tuig of Abbey, Paddy O'Shea of, uh, Vincent's, uh, Michelle De- Dele of West Cork and Joe uh, Shirky as well. So, uh, best of luck to them in the year ahead. And, and look, hopefully they go a bit further than they did last year as well. Uh, or this year, I should say. Now, uh, Patrick Oregon he won uh, an All-Star for, at the All-Star Awards, the PWC uh, GPA Awards on Friday, or I don't know, it was a Thursday or Friday night, but the other night, anyway, uh, he won an award. And uh, fully deserving as well. he's had a fantastic year. He was up for Player of the Year as well. Didn't win that one. Uh, James Callan winning that one. But a uh, fantastic year for Patrick Horgan And he spoke to Willow Callan. Does it get any less special picking up a PWC All-Star? You have four of them now. Ah, oh, Jesus! Anytime you can um, you can come up and collect
2: one. uh you know, it's a huge honour and stuff. So um, yeah, I'm delighted to be here, and I wouldn't mind being here again. For next year, <laughs> you're in contention for hurler of the year. Is there any disappointment when you don't pick up that award to bring two home? No not at all especially that like, I'm just happy to be here to be honest with you and um, especially after the year that um yeah, um, it was fun. it was it was brilliant, like, and uh, even we watched the, the the last two games, like at home, obviously,
10: and uh, yeah, they played unbelievable hurling. He played unbelievable hurling, so well deserved, obviously. For Cork, how do you sum up the year? I mean, obviously the disappointment of getting hit by Kilkenny in that quarter final, um, but how do you sum it up in a general sense? Uh,
2: it was disappointing. Any, like any time you go you know, like that quarter qualifying, it's disappointing. But um, I just thought we played um, like we played the best hurling, maybe in the first half against Kilkenny. Like we just didn't make to make the most we were running up by a point or two like and they've got their purple patch then like and just left us for dust you know so um it was just disappointing we just we just couldn't keep it going like the the tempo we had in the first half i suppose and it's something we have to we have to work on going forward like when we have the, when we have a team down like keep them down but um yeah they came back into it and us. but it's, overall it's disappointing for us and um yeah we just look forward to next year and uh new manager and all that and so we'll we'll
10: hopefully go again and get them. you scored 3 goals 10 points on that day do you ever feel a burden in terms of the scoring that you have to do for Cork or are you happy enough to take on that mantle of knowing you're probably going to have to score most of the scores
2: yeah I know my role like I know my role on the team same as everyone else and um, yeah just the chances just fell to me that day and um, thankfully I knocked them away like just maybe not enough overall but um, yeah I think like we have we've players in our dressing room like that are well capable of doing that any day like uh, we have a lot of our forwards like, that are you know Thank <laughs> you. Best around like, and uh, yeah, hopefully, like, if we can just click all together uh, at the
10: same time, we'll uh, we we'll take some stopping, yeah. Well, I suppose the case of maybe just making a click because you know, two of the last three years you've won the Munster championship, you ran Limerick all the way in the semi-final the year before. This Cork team isn't too far away, even though not winning one in the decade feels like an absolute drought for you.
2: Yeah, it's, it feels like it is a drought, and um, like when you look back at the last four years, like you could say, yeah, we're disappointed, but we competed with the best of them. I know we didn't get over the line, but like it's it's so competitive out there now. Like the sixes. Seven so teams like that are all thinking the same down the same lines as us, that they can win it next year, they can win it next year. But um we know like, you know, what it takes to prepare and obviously what we've been doing up to now we'll just have to bring it on another few percent and hopefully get all those one percents and yeah. hopefully they might get us across the line Like, but we'll have to do something and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll work for us next year
10: Is it an exciting time to be an inter-county hurler when you see Wexford get their breakthrough win in Leinster given that Munster's been so competitive the last few years uh, given that maybe the dominance of Tipperary and Kilkenny I know they played in the final has been broken a bit in the last few years it seems to me 2020 is a wide open championship here Oh yeah, it's been like that for the last three or four years Like um, maybe it'll look like Limerick we're going to start running away with a,
2: a few of them maybe uh, maybe the middle of last year but um it broke down for them as well like but um yeah the six or seven teams as I say like they they all think they can win on each day and um it's just on the day
10: like how you perform and um Hopefully we can uh, we can just be right there, with competing the best of them uh, Kingston's in new management. In I suppose he's back for another spell, but a new management team in, and it seems the county board have gone all out to get as good a management team as they possibly can for next year.
2: Yeah, um you know we know we had Cairn um it was it three years ago anyway, and uh, yeah, he's brilliant. We're all looking forward to him coming back, and uh, we know how hard it's going to be under him, and uh, you know that's that's a challenge we all have to rise to, and. Um, we we like we understand that he uh, he
10: sets a very high standard himself, so we we'll have to follow, like you know? mm. Well, look, congratulations on picking up the fourth All Star and the best look with Cork in twenty twenty as well. Thanks, nice one, thanks.
0: Patrick organ there speaking to Willow Callan after he claimed his All Star uh, award. The other. Uh, uh, so fantastic uh, for him unfortunately not getting the player of the year Seamus Canlan uh, winning that Who uh, also he also captained Tipperary to the All-Ireland title and he did have a fantastic year uh, also uh, as well so uh, congratulations to Patrick who's going to have a busy few days they're back uh, they've been training a um, couple of times this week, they're playing Barceli, as we mentioned earlier on the Tipperary champions in the Munster Senior Club Championship in Thurles next Sunday at one thirty. So uh, they go through to the Munster, They've gone through to the Munster Championship despite losing the Cork Championship because of uh, McKilly can't uh, progress in that. So uh, Glen Rovers have progressed and they'll take on the Tipperary champions next Sunday. up Will in, you be there, Ciarán? Uh, Are you in Thurles? Uh, I'm not in Thurles, I'm elsewhere. Um, there's so many matches next week. I'm just looking at all the dates. Yeah, you wouldn't know where to be, yeah. Like, there, there's there, there's actually, if you're a sporting fan, there's actually so much places to go where you could see fantastic games. Uh, I've already gone through all the, the Munster Championship games there. Lots of Cork teams involved. Um, between Castlereagh, Roach, Mallow, Thurles. It's a pity they're all on at the same time. Mm, they're all yeah. on at one30 uh, and, you know, even if the the game in Mallow and Castleton Roach was, you know, half one and three or something, yeah. you might have some hope of, because the, the Castleton and Mallow are 15 minutes apart, you, you'd have some hope of making both games, maybe. Yeah.
1: Oh, there'll be a lot of picking and choosing for the diehards, definitely.
0: There, there definitely will. Um, there's some fantastic games in store next week, and, of course, the nabby Abbey game as well, as, as we just mentioned there as well, so... Uh, yeah, if you're a uh, neutral, plenty yeah. to uh, plenty of action to go and look at there. But yeah, Patrick Organ speaking there. He was crowned um, an all-star uh, during the week as well. So uh, fantastic for him and his club. He's a busy couple of weeks because not only uh, are they playing next week in the Munster Senior Club Championship, he's then married in a few weeks as well. So um, all the best to Patrick Horgan there. Uh, the full-time whistle has gone between Everton and Tottenham. Ian Brown is there.
3: Full-time Everton won, Tottenham won Driven on by a sense of anger and injustice, Everton equalised seven minutes into stoppage time St. Tosen with a powerful close-range header to cancel out Dele Ali's goal for Tottenham Ali was lucky not to give away a penalty when he clearly handled in the box the ref didn't see it, VAR said no, but the match overshadowed by a broken leg suffered by Everton midfielder Andre Gomez following a challenge by Son Heung-min. Son was in tears as he saw the extent of the injury and was shown the red card down to 10 men Spurs failed to hold on Everton won Tottenham won
0: yeah there you have the full time from that Premier League game Uh, small bit different to where you'll be in the next uh, few weeks Ryan yeah
1: yeah, well yeah I'm flying over to to Germany on Thursday doing a bit of a a Bundesliga tour it was not organised by me it was organised by a friend of mine he found he was reading a book basically uh, that was uh, uh, a football tourism book it gives you all of, yeah yeah. it gives you the best places to go to and all the top leagues in Europe like where mm. to kind of fly to kind of best stadiums that are kind of within kind of uh, a fairly reasonable kind of travelling distance is the the Flancierro on it what's that
0: the Flancero. the Flansero oh yes yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. in Longford yeah uh, uh, it's called City Collins Stadium now oh actually. I'm sure it probably is <laughs> not, well that, that's the, they're the sponsors <laughs> but um, I've helped put in the seats there. Excuse me. You were A long time ago, I helped put in the seats, yeah. Did you? Yeah, in Flankair Park as it was back then. Uh, They got into, I don't know, the Intertoto Cup or the UEFA Cup or something, a long, long time ago. They were playing Ligtik Slavic. Yeah. And they were building the stadium, because they had to for Europe, um, because the old... Strokes on Road, as it was called back then, wouldn't have passed for uh, a Sunday league match, or it shouldn't have, but times have mm. changed. And uh, there was a big push to get the stadium ready oh, fair for enough. everything. So, yeah. we, so I, they I know, it was like in 11 or 12 at the time. Uh, the seats that are broke now, they're the ones that us as kids <laughs> actually put in. Put in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the away fans are sectioned off to those seats now. Um, behind the goals on the far side, or the right side, we'll say. Uh, if you're sitting in the, the covered sand but um, yeah there you go oh, there you nice go. bit of uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting history for you help put in those broken seats very good the, there the city Collin Stadium in Longford but a lovely uh, great uh, great stadium but anyway go yeah. on Anyway, you're going to the Bundesliga yeah Bundesliga weekend next weekend we're going to three games in
1: three days uh, oh, let me try and get this right now flying to Cologne on Thursday Friday we're seeing Cologne versus Hoffenheim then we're moving to Schalke uh however I'd like again I can't not stress enough how much I didn't organize this so I don't <laughs> uh Saturday it's Schalke versus Fortuna and then Sunday we're going to see Gladbach who are top of the league by the way uh Munch and Gladbach are at home to Werder Bremen so uh so 3 days and then back then on Sunday night so I'll be uh yeah I'll be representing the big red bench over
0: You'll be all <laughs> football though
1: I'll be I will be yeah 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 but it's been it's been good like said. Uh, it's tight up at the top, and there's been a lot of kind of high scoring affairs, nice. particularly with uh, with Gladbach and uh, and Schalke over the past few weeks. So hopefully we'll get a we'll get a bit of a show anyway. But yeah, three games in three days. I tell you, for like the tickets for each game, I think to well, we're now we're not exactly sitting in the mm-hmm. in the fancy seats, but just whatever we could get, uh, all of us together, uh, all three games. I think we paid 105 euro, nice. or something, you know. So I mean, yeah, good going. Not bad going at all. Yeah, yeah. so all those games on next Sunday here, and I won't be
0: around for any. No, you'll be swanning off around uh, Germany at different matches. Well, anyway, sure. Look, we'll be stuck here, or we'll be at the side of some pitch freezing. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, yeah, sticking with football. Cork City confirmed yesterday that Joe Gamble will be Neil Fenn's assistant manager. The former Ireland international will also serve as the club's strength and conditioning coach after a spell at Waterford FC. Cullum has been chatting to the uh, former. City player about returning to the cross
11: so we're here with the brand new Cork City assistant manager and strength and conditioning coach uh, Joe Gamble obviously a legendary former Cork City player as well so Joe firstly obviously um, a while since you've been at the club but good to be back
7: yeah uh, 10 years actually no, is uh, that long yeah it's t- I left 10 years ago um, when the club just came into force. forest yeah. uh, I left to go to Hartlepool uh, and then I suppose ever since look I always thought I'd probably be back in some sort of capacity um, and here we are 10 years later so happy days
11: if we look back at your days as a player first of all Joe I mean there were great times most yeah. of them anyway obviously the, the the latter part things kind of went wrong but the early days of your playing career with Cork City uh, there were some great moments there winning leagues and so on
7: mm, yeah look for me I only have fond memories really I don't really look at the the latter part as um, kind of unsuccessful I think look they're all they're all I suppose uh, experiences that you can draw on uh, weren't nice times obviously but I mean some of the experiences I had I mean winning the league in the shut end uh, last game of the season I mean I don't know it can ever be top for me like uh, probably definitely I would say easy my best moment in my football career um, and then the, the the experiences European games the away trips whatever Like, but look they they're, they're good days and we want to bring them back I mean I know the club had recent experiences of it anyway uh, but I suppose I wasn't a part of it I'm being selfish I want to be a part of it now like, so uh, looking forward to it
11: Course, and you're back in the thick of things now. Obviously, yeah. you're coming into us in kind of probably a difficult situation to compare it to if he had come in maybe this time last year or something when it was off the back of a very, very successful five years. Yeah. It's after a very difficult season. Mm. There's been three different managers, there's been 30 something different players have played for the club this season so it's a big job ahead of you but I mean Cork City is always the club that's going to be up there challenging isn't it?
7: Yeah exactly I mean look the reason we're in it I suppose the reason I'm here is because of it wasn't a good season I mean that's the way it works Like, I mean if it was a great season I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you so from my point of view it's a challenge uh, it's something that I'm really looking forward to I know Neil's the same uh, we're rebuilding I suppose a whole new squad to be honest with yeah. you uh, for different reasons but whether players left in their own accord or whether the club f- felt that they wanted to look elsewhere um, what I would say is there is a lot of good young players coming through and that's not just the media spin but it's a time I suppose where you've got to give them a chance now and I suppose if you're a young player coming through Cork City, you've never had a better chance playing with the first team because they were so successful a few years before that it was difficult to get through. Yeah. So, we've got to mar what the good work that likes Con Healy, Liam Carney, Billy Woods, Dan Murray are doing with the youngsters, mar that we bring them through, but also making sure that we're competitive. We're not just a lot of young lads playing because to be on end all is winning. Uh, and obviously, we want to play good football, but we know that we're not stupid enough to think that playing good football, and not getting results, that's not going to wash either. So, uh, and as you said, the way we look at it is we are, Cox we are. One of the biggest teams, if not the biggest team in the country, and we want to be up the to top competing, and that's that's our aim.
11: Uh, yourself and Neil Fenn, you know each other well, you played together at Cork City, you were a business together inside and in town, had a yeah. shop for a while inside and in town as well. Yeah. So you're obviously uh, friends and you've known each other for years, so it'll be nice to work together now yeah. as manager and assistant manager.
7: Yeah, yeah, look, we're good, we're good mates for a long time now, we're totally different personalities in, in a good way um, and I think that's what's going to kind of complement us working together in, in this, in this uh, going forward this adventure, but uh, look, we're, we're very enthusiastic. Um, we're hard workers, um, you know. I know Neil has his own way of doing things. I have my own do- way of doing things, but you know, we just can't wait to get going over to Manchester. Um, for me, I'm delighted. I'm like, and that probably doesn't even do it justice to be back at Cork and they get involved again. And uh, hopefully, my experience as a player can rub off on the players we have, and th- uh, we can gather some momentum pre-season. Get in some new players, get kind of get bumps and seats, and and kind of start uh, rocking again, really.
11: I suppose you need to get quite a few new players in because there's going to be a lot of players leaving probably some players who who are leaving through choice and other players who who you guys are deciding that you want to leave the club Um, so there's a lot of new faces going to be at the club next Mm. year Um, but you're competing obviously with the Shamrock Rovers with the Dundalks with the St. Pats with the Bows there's a lot of teams competing for the same small pool of players as usual so are you guys going to look further afield or are you just looking within the League of Ireland
7: no you can't just look within the League of Ireland I think as you said it's not a case of there's 40 professional teams there and there's so many different players you have to be creative um, you know look I can't guarantee anything obviously as a local system manager can't be you know he's the man who'll pull the trigger on, on players but for me obviously I'm trying to use the context that we have in England uh, and I suppose you know football community in the world is tiny I mean I'll take a from anywhere uh, if he's good enough to play and he's and he's passionate enough to play of course we'll play him so we have to be inventive that way we're talking to agents scouts you know you name it we're talking to people really so um we have a lot of players lined up. Whether they, you know, whether they sign, it's a different thing. But uh, we'll be actively looking for players who fit the bill, and and uh, whatever means that ways, we we we'll, we'll get them.
3: When are
11: we likely to see some signings, Joe? How soon is it going to be, do you think?
7: I, I don't know, to be quite honest. Uh, I would say soon. I mean, look, you'll obviously sign a lot of the young lads that will be, that played last year. Um, I know fans might say, you know, they're at the club, they're not really new signings, so I can get that as well. But we're trying to sign, I suppose, the more experienced players, the players that will play first-team football. Uh, it's not easy because you have two months before pre-season comes um you have a lot of clubs, a lot of players talking to other clubs, so it's not as easy as you think just saying, Oh, we'll get him, we'll get him, it's not that easy. Um so uh but we'd like to think that we've a lot of players kind of spoken to or, or they're, you know, verbally committed to something. Um and I suppose the short the the the, the story basis, we don't know. I suppose I don't know yeah. ultimately when when we can get for this done.
11: It's um, it's kind of a long off-season always in Ireland mm-hmm. because obviously the cup final, the season isn't officially finished mm-hmm. yet here, really, the cup final is on this weekend. So, I mean, you've all now of November, December, January to kind of prepare for the new season, which starts at the back end of February.
7: Yeah, well, look, we've, we're we actually starting now. We actually met this morning in Bristol Zone, so we've gone through, I suppose, what we need for the new season, uh, talking to, like, you know, different things like Statsports, GPS, GPS, uh, Mardick, but the gym, the off season programmes, it doesn't stop. Do you know what I mean? You kind of have to prepare. So, um, yeah, we do. And that's the problem. You have 10 weeks. But I mean, look, the, the advantage of it really is, and I suppose one thing from my own experience is that uh, you have to turn the 10 weeks into kind of like your pre season. So, individually, players got to go in and make sure that they're working extremely hard in the gym and, and all the other stuff that they could be working on. And when it comes to pre season, it's to, more total football. And the days of running for and in pre season yeah. and slogs, I mean, they're kind of gone because. Six weeks isn't enough. You've, if you train really hard for six weeks, the chances are you'll have a, you'll have an injury. Mm-hmm. So the whole that kind of that that perception has changed. Yeah, pre-season is still hard, but the days of the old traditional preseason have changed. So the the accountability now is on the individual players to off-site as in not and their own doing their own thing and really, I suppose you know turn themselves into machines. Really, that's the way it is. The physicality of the game has gone through the roof. So you've got to turn into players into that type of. Uh, into that that mindset so then when it comes to pre-season we can work with players on the football thing tactical side and how we want to play and what have you so um, yeah
11: you're excited to be back Joe welcome back to the club welcome back to Cork City
0: and I'd say you're looking forward to taking your place in that dugout in February
7: yeah yeah I'm I'm excited to say the least
0: yeah, Joe Gamble there speaking to Colum O'Sullivan uh, earlier on after the news that he was taken over the Fence, assistant manager for Cork City FC. That's all the time we have for on the bench today. For myself, Ciaran and Ryan Grace, uh, we'll chat to you again next week. Slon. The
1: Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from six pm. Corks Red FM.